0: Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It is the 20th of January. Today is Inauguration Day, Tom. Oh, that's right. Yes. Today, a new president will be inaugurated. Um, And uh, for some, that's a cause of celebration. For others, they're mourning that loss because they didn't vote for this person. Um, And we are all the family of God. But it's a big day. It's a significant day for us as Americans, in particular. But um, yeah, um, we today we are going to be reading First Corinthians, chapter seven, verses twenty-nine through thirty-one. Uh, Tom, right before we press record, you said, "Oh my gosh, this passage." Uh, <laughs> what? What was your? Uh,
1: it, was, it, it took a while for me to like find something to like like sink my teeth into from this uh-huh. passage. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: yeah I, i've got some ideas but uh, okay <laughs> let's let's read it would you mind reading it for us and then tell us after you read it you can tell us why it was so uncomfortable for you. sure yeah
1: definitely all right so this is first corinthians 7 verses 29 to 31. what i mean brothers and sisters is that the time is short from now on Those who have wives should live as if they do not. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. And those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. So I first read that. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to read this again. (laughs) i I read it again and i'm like i think i'm gonna have to read this again okay so i read it over several times okay
0: Okay, Uh, before you share with us what you actually finally gleaned from it give us more of an idea of what was actually bothering you about this passage because something was you're hitting something like a brick wall what were you hitting why why was it so frustrating it
1: it wasn't it wasn't the first part because the first part is like okay i get it the time is short okay brothers and sisters the time is short Okay, we got
0: that. Yep, I'm sure.
1: And at the end, it kind of says the same thing. You know, for this world in its present form is passing away. So I'm like, okay, so kind of, you know, Paul is kind of saying the same thing at the beginning of this passage at the end. But then sandwiched between those two are these sentences. like, from now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so my wife is Lori, and so I'm supposed to live. Is if I'm not married to her, I'm like that was just like whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I mean, we're, we're encouraged uh, elsewhere in the Bible to like, you know, husbands love your wives, you know, and so I'm like, okay, what, what, what is going on? You don't even have to take
0: this here? passage. You don't have to take this passage very far out of context to be able to justify some pretty terrible things based on what you just read. But those yeah, who right, I know. wives be those, those who none. right the Bible
1: says right i'm supposed to live it said i'm not married okay <laughs> you know then even verse 30 you know those who mourn as as if they weren't mourning i'm like that ooh, okay that's hard if if you know if you if you're mourning for something you're supposed to pretend that you're not mourning i mean so i mean so it took a while uh, so actually what i did is i kind of like um looked this up on bible gateway on the computer and kind of looked up different versions of it and i i, I landed on uh, the living bible um, and I landed on the message. And uh, after reading those, I, I kind of got something that maybe that maybe I could like clean up. You want to read those to. for us? Pardon?
0: Do you have those in front of you?
1: I don't. Sorry.
0: All right. Um, let me pull up the message version okay. of that. Just a second. Um, so 1 Corinthians 7 and then 29 through 31, right? Correct. All right. Um, yeah. Bible gateway. And then you said you were you looked at the message version of this. Yep. All right. Let's see what it has to say. I do not want to point out friends that I do want to point out friends that time is of the essence. There is no time to waste. So don't complicate your lives unnecessarily. Keep it simple in marriage, grief, joy, whatever, even in ordinary things, your daily routines of shopping and so on deal as sparingly as possible with the things the world thrusts on you. This world, as you see it, is on its way out.
1: Okay, so I I looked that one up, and okay, but then I looked up the Living Bible.
0: Okay, you want me to look at that one? That'd be great. Okay, the Living Bible says, the important thing to remember is that our remaining time is very short, and so are our opportunities for doing the Lord's work. For that reason, those who have wives should stay as free as possible for the Lord. Happiness or sadness or wealth should not keep anyone from doing God's work. Those in frequent contact with the exciting things of the world offers should make good use of their opportunities without stopping to enjoy them, for the world is in its present form will soon be gone.
1: So I, I guess that, that passage from the Living Bible, which is the passage that you just read now, added, added a couple extra words there uh, for verse 29. It said, our time is short, and so are our opportunities for doing the Lord's work. And I'm going, okay, now, now I can start to see what Paul is maybe saying here. And so I, did, so I took it as, okay, so yes, I'm married to Lori. She's my wife, okay? But I can use that as an opportunity, okay, to, to do the Lord's work, however that looks, okay? Um, in grief, and, and I've been in times of grief in my life, you know, when my mom has died. Well, I can use that as an opportunity uh, to do the Lord's work, because the time is short, um you know times of joy in my life oh i've had times of joy when things are going great and and the lord's doing cool things in my life well i i should use that as an opportunity you know to to do the lord's work um and so that's kind of how i after i kind of read the three different passages and trying to make this fit that's kind of what i landed on yeah no like just let's use our opportunities um so yeah so instead of like focusing in on my grief if i'm going through a, a very sad time in my life um yes it's okay to, to be sad it's okay to be in grief but use you, you know use that as an opportunity um to talk about the lord yeah
0: um, this reminds me so much of psalm 62 that we read yesterday of um my refuge is in god yeah so don't put your trust in wealth if your riches increase don't set your heart on them you know, those of low estate and high estate are both, but a breath they're lighter than air. Um, don't, don't invest in things of the world. Like, don't, don't put any of your investments in it. Like pull out, be fully invested in God's kingdom because it's more important than any of that stuff. So like, I think of Jesus when he, when he calls people to follow him and they say, um, first, let me go bury my father, you know, and he says, um, no, no, you can't turn back. Anyone who who turns back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Don't you, just leave your plow in the field. Don't even put it away. Come, come and follow me now, because um, this is way more important than any of those things that you're currently investing. Even family relationships, even uh, serious grief, even um, possessions, anything is um, it doesn't uh, doesn't compare to what it means to follow Jesus and what that uh, demands of you. But um, I think context, not only separate versions, but also looking in um, in context, um, I think it, it goes exactly what, um, what you were saying. Um, he's talking about the attachments that we have in the world. So um, he's talking a lot about um, marriage and uh, people who are single, um, He's, uh, he's, so that's like a lot of what he's talking about. Um, And he's saying, I want you to be, the next verse after 31 says, I want you to be free of anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the affairs of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about the affairs of the world, how to please his wife and his interests are divided. So it seems like what Paul is saying is like, do what you can um, to set the priorities of following Jesus in the kingdom of God, above every other relationship, every other priority in your life, so that your interests are not divided. Because if your interests are divided, then you're kind of always having to discern about what you're going to do next based on weighing all your different attachments and options and obligations and responsibilities, rather than saying, I'm completely free um, and ready and available um, to Jesus for him to call me and do with me whatever he wants, um, even if it means um you know conflict or you know uh you know having to in my mind let go of other commitments or responsibilities i have so um this bothers me i mean in in first thing in, in first sense it bothers me because i mean the language is kind of odd it says let even those who have wives be as though they had none it's like what what does that mean Exactly. <laughs> you know but even if you go through the work of interpretation, it's still bothersome because I'm like, well, isn't my marriage part of what God has called me into, you know, to, to represent God in my marriage? So how is that, you know, how is that obstructing the call of God in my life? You know, why, why should I have a dualism about that? As if to, as if to think that Jesus would call me to do something that would make me leave my wife or something like that. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I do know what you mean. Yes.
0: Yeah. So that's like, that's troubling about this passage. Even if you get past the language barriers and the funny, you know, insinuations that it seems to be making um, it's, it's kind of troubling to go, well, some of these things like mourning, as though you're not the, those who mourn as though they were not mourning. It's like mourning Jesus mourns, you know, Jesus weeps at Lazarus's tomb, you know, and rejoicing like it doesn't doesn't ecclesiastes say that we are to you know enjoy every day under the sun that god has given us you know it's like um i I get the those who buy who had no possessions Jesus talks a lot about earthly possessions and wealth um but um it's just it's troubling to me so This passage kind of bothers me a little bit. (laughs) I get the thrust of it, what he's going for, though. The present form of this world is passing away. So um, the number one priority we have to have is um, to seek God and to say, and to be completely freed of external attachments that would divide our attention, that would divide our interests and prevent us from being wholly committed um, to the kingdom of God.
1: Yeah, because I think God can use... Our marriages, you know, for his purpose. God can use joy for his purpose. He could use grief for his purposes. Um, Yeah, I know.
0: Exactly. So you you almost have to let those things go and, and then trust God with it, you know. And I wonder if there's a reason why this is, you know, paired up with Jonah's story. You know, what did Jonah have to leave behind? What, what kind of prejudices or presumptions or um, relationships or identity did he have to leave behind in order to do what God called him to do, you know, to go into Nineveh and proclaim a message of um, repentance and um, grace. He had to, to do this, you know, to realize that the present form of this world is passing away. He doesn't have time to have enemies, you know, um, uh, enemies are maybe a worldly thing that that god is calling him to move beyond and um so i I don't know i just kind of wonder about that why it would be in the same if there's a reason it's in the same week as we talk about jonah too maybe that helps maybe jonah helps us get a picture of what you know paul might be talking about in corinthians of being willing to leave things behind in order to go into god's call with faith trusting God that um, God will take care of the rest of it seek you first the kingdom of God and and its righteousness and all all these things we added to you as well right so it's kind of that that sort of um, that verse comes to mind as well well thanks Tom thanks for engaging this passage together Um, I love that we came across a passage that is difficult and I actually enjoy those much more than the ones we where we go, well, we got this one in the bag. So (laughs) I appreciate your honesty and uh, bringing some levity to it and helping us. um, Remember that scripture is not always clear cut, you know, cut and dry, ready to go, packaged and tied up with a bow, ready for us to unpack and apply directly into our lives. Um, It's 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 a journey of of us seeking to practice humility, curiosity as we enter a a text, and to go, God, what are you saying in this? You know, (laughs) and it's it's a good practice for us. So thank you, Tom. All right, everybody, we will be back with you uh, tomorrow, Thursday, for the last podcast of the week, SAD. Um, We'll be reading Mark 1. So looking forward to being back in your ears then. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.